0: Welcome to Flirting with Bitcoin. I'm your host, Mandana Youssefi, and this is my boo, Ian Reese. Hey, babe.
1: Konnichiwa.
0: (laughs) What's today's block height?
1: Today's block height is 746-854.
0: 746-854.
1: July 27th for people who aren't up on block height yet.
0: Ah, The noobs. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a sunny day on Bitcoin Island. You can get 4,400 acres for a dollar.
0: Ooh, that sounds like a steal.
1: It's gonna be a steal in about two years.
0: You think two years? That's it?
1: The next halving.
0: You're right. Ooh, it's closer than I thought.
1: We're over halfway to the next halving.
0: All right. All right. Okay. So what's new? What's been happening in the past week?
1: B- juicy News came out this week uh, about Coinbase. They're um, under investigation by the SEC.
0: <gasps> what happened? Well, I mean, <laughs> I can guess, but tell me what happened.
1: So basically, they have indicted, or I should say are investigating. They're investigating a couple people that worked at Coinbase okay. for insider trading. Ah, okay. Um, so but not
0: quite quite coinbase
1: well if you understand how coinbase became coinbase you can imagine a case where it was insider trading that got coinbase to where it is Mm. basically coinbase would have new coins that were listed right so it started with bitcoin but now there's like hundreds of coins on coinbase yeah and so when coinbase was getting pretty popular if you knew a coin was going to get listed on coinbase and you told your friends before it happened that's like the easiest way to get rich because once it landed on coinbase the number of buyers increased which thus drove the price there's
0: more access to it it becomes a legitimate coin ah i see see.
1: so i can imagine that where there's smoke there's fire and these two guys are probably the sacrificial lambs to a bigger tip of the iceberg yeah yeah
0: okay So, juicy stuff. Um, Does this mean uh, Coinbase stock is in trouble?
1: Oh, it freaking plummeted. Oh, yeah? I forget the number, but it was like 40% down? Yikes. Yeah, so, side tangent, there's a very famous investor named Kathy Wood. Mm Mm-hmm. And she bought Coinbase at like $200 a share and was like, it's going to the moon. Well, she just offloaded all her Coinbase. Dang. Or most of her Coinbase stock. So, like... Kathy Woods thinks there's a problem.
0: <laughs> so who's like the next competitor to Coinbase?
1: Um, there's a couple, like there's Binance. That's okay. probably one that you've heard of. Um, and they're
0: super into Bitcoin or they do all of the cryptos?
1: When we talk about exchanges, mm-hmm. they are into more than Bitcoin. right? When we talk about Strike, they only operate yeah. on Bitcoin. You can't get anything from Strike other mm-hmm. than Bitcoin. So Binance, Gemini, Coinbase, Kraken, these are all exchanges. And they all would be competitors to to Coinbase.
0: And one would assume that maybe at these other exchanges, these companies, similar things are happening because...
1: Uh, Yeah, because uh, I think, and don't quote me on this, but I think Kraken is in Canada. Coinbase is in America. Binance is in Singapore. Mm -hmm. And Gemini, that's the Winklevi twins. So it's probably in America. Mm -hmm. I can imagine in Singapore, if you got the right connections... You could probably get the regulators to look the other way for a little bit longer. Mm. Now, there is a story that happened a couple couple years ago, or I guess last year, where this guy turned himself in. So he was running a crypto exchange in Singapore. And I guess the, the federales got some evidence and he like turned himself in in Hawaii. I still believe that that's the guy that's been ratting everybody out this whole time good for him um so yeah i think this might be the tip of the iceberg of what that guy told them
0: yikes all right guys get your money off the exchanges
1: yeah so as we've been saying if coinbase gets in trouble and goes bankrupt if they're holding your crypto it's not your it's not yours so you have to get your bitcoin off the exchanges
0: not your keys not your coin so besides that drama unfolding what else is going on
1: that news was like an this week, last week or like over the weekend, uh, Russia and China officially announced that they are going to be creating a new world reserve currency to rival the dollar.
0: Yes, you. I remember you sent me an article about it.
1: Yeah, so... The th- I
0: read it. Thank you. That's
1: why I sent it to you. <laughs> so this is a really big deal.
0: Yeah, they like announced the intention <clears throat> to and that there are other countries that have declared intent or interest.
1: Yeah, so Russia and China are part of this organization called the BRICS. Mm -hmm. That's an acronym, Mm B-R-I-C-S. And that is uh, Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa. And they've been around for a while, right, doing their own BRICS thing. But from what this reads, like, it's that this reserve currency is going to be used by these BRICS countries. So that, by definition, means that China, the most populous country in the planet, India, the second most populous country in the planet, well, that's like almost 50% of the planet right there, are going to be de facto using not the U.S. dollar.
0: And so when anyone internationally wants to do business with them, they would be using this reserve currency instead of the dollar. Yes. Okay. And so
1: this is a thing that's been put in play. It's been going on in very small steps for like the last decade, but... They obviously feel either very comfortable in their position right now to make this announcement, or they are in really dire straits and they're just shooting all their shots before they are basically taken out of power. We'll we'll see which one it is. Cliffhanger. Um, But this is actually good for Bitcoin. It's not great for the dollar, right? It's not great for anyone who stores their wealth in dollars, for sure. However, it's good for Bitcoin because Assuming that this happens, you're going to have a world where you have to pick sides, right? It's very similar to America. You're either Republican or a Democrat or you don't matter, right? Well, in this world, you would be like a U.S. dollar person or this other thing person.
0: Or Bitcoin.
1: Or without Bitcoin, you don't matter. Mm. But with Bitcoin and specifically Bitcoin being the, the, the national currency of, of El Salvador, you've created like this neutral place where these two parties can kind of reconcile their differences, but you don't have to pick a side. So the Bitcoiners and all the nations of the world that want to stay neutral in this financial war that's about to happen, they'll pick Bitcoin.
0: All right, babe, let's get into it. So I read that in the past decade, Russia has been stockpiling a lot of gold. Correct. So they're going to peg this new currency to gold. That's the assumption, right?
1: Yes. I would imagine that it's going to be a basket of currencies that have their own pile of gold backing them. And thus, this currency will be backed by gold.
0: So doesn't that solve the problem that we have right now with the U.S. dollar? That it's not really pegged to gold, but this would be?
1: Technically, yes. But there's actually like an historical precedent to what Russia and China are doing Mm -hmm. relative to the U.S. dollar. And it goes back to like Rome. All right. right? So Rome.
0: Take me back, babe.
1: (laughs) So Rome starts expanding, right? But it didn't take over the whole of Europe, right? They never made it into Central Europe. And what eventually happened was on those border regions, these people that were like pseudo integrated with Rome, they weren't really friendly with them, but they kind of like didn't start anything because they knew they would lose. They basically studied Rome. And so when Rome finally like fell to these guys, they weren't necessarily any different from the Romans. They fought like Roman legionaries. They, they comprised their militaries the same way. They showed up on the battlefield the same way. They basically copied Rome and beat Rome, right? And so what I would argue is that what Russia and China are doing is that they've observed what the United States has done, they've studied it, and now they're just copying the same playbook, right? They're not bringing anything new to the table. They're just saying, we want to play the game you're playing, and we don't want you to be the only person playing it. And what I would argue is that that's like a short-sighted solution to the current problem.
0: It's ignoring the eventual outcome, which is going to be where we are with the U.S. dollar. Because when you have people controlling currency, this is where you end up.
1: Exactly. And so just because you back it with gold doesn't mean that we didn't watch what just played out with money (laughs) that was backed by gold. Like when there's the human element involved, people will constantly change the rules so that the gold backing doesn't matter anymore.
0: Yeah. And these countries get along right now. But what if they don't get along forever?
1: They probably won't. I mean, Russia and China are not two, like, agreeable groups of people. <laughs> I, know, I yeah. don't know how they plan to, but they have a common enemy.
0: The enemy of my enemy is my friend.
1: Exactly. And so, like, I would argue that, like, they're going to present it in a way that says the United States is bad. We're going to back our money with gold because they're, like, cheating the game. I thought they are going to present it. But all they want to do is do the exact same thing the United States does, which is print all the money they want and not have to deal with the consequences with the people that are in their sphere of influence.
0: Right. And watching this as an American sure I'll feel some type of way. But watching this as like a global citizen, it's kind of like, yeah, stick it to America for a minute. Like, who are we to be controlling currency to the degree that we are with the mess that we constantly cause? But I have to think that it's a little suspicious that with Bitcoin taking over in China and Russia, this is the option that they're taking. It's like they know Bitcoin exists. They see what it is. They couldn't really fend it off even though they tried. But they're like, know, we're going to make our own currency.
1: Yeah, that's a really solid observation of like what Russia and China have been doing. Um, and I would add to that, if you want to put on a little bit of tinfoil, let's just assume that Bitcoin was not made by some benevolent creature, right? <laughs> let's just assume that Bitcoin is the weapon that is going to fight what we kind of knew Russia and China were going to do. So you release this thing into the world that is unstoppable. Mm -hmm. And we basically say, look, if we can't run the world's monetary policy, nobody's Mm -hmm. running the world's monetary policy. And I would argue that in that sense, Bitcoin was like the kill switch. The United States understands like we're in a really bad spot. We're probably not getting out of it, right? And we can't let them take the throne. So we're just gonna burn it all to the ground, let them fight over what's left, which there'll be nothing because eventually will probably be last, but eventually the United States will go to Bitcoin.
0: Yeah, it's really interesting because, okay, like Russia and China are trying to establish this new reserve currency. The United States Fed is like exploring a digital version of the US dollar. Like everyone's out here trying to make new money. Yeah. While calling Bitcoin fake money. Yeah, exactly. It's so comical and they're just all showing their hand. It's it's really funny to watch. And it just makes me wonder if what Russia and China are trying to pull here is just going to accelerate the adoption of Bitcoin in their own countries.
1: I think that this is probably one of the most interesting times to be alive Mm -hmm. Um, as a person who loves history and as a person who, because I love history, I know that there's like certain points in history where like people didn't really understand like how big of a deal it was because access to information was very limited, right? But Bitcoin is kind of somewhere in the line of like uh, you know, Martin Luther like nailing his like beef with the the church on the mm-hmm. door of the church, right? It's like
0: I like how you phrased that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, that's roughly what he did, right? He was like, here's my grievances. Or, is, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm beefing with the Catholic Church and I have no problem with everyone knowing it, yeah. right? What we're living through right now is a bunch of different schisms are happening. And so the last big schism that the world kind of saw was the Catholics and the Protestants and that split, right? That's like the most, relatively the most recent of like a massive scale, especially in the West, right? Because mm-hmm. we're... We are Westerners. So we'll
0: admit it. We live in America. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) who knew? How embarrassing. Um,
1: But I think that like this, this, this schism that's happening, this financial schism that's happening, it is going to be such a big deal in the future because we have enough access to enough information to look back in time and see all of the major schisms and see kind of like what was the result of that? I would argue that when Martin Luther did it, there was a very small percentage of the population that had that amount of information. Today, almost the whole planet has access to all the things that have happened in history. Yeah. And I think that the majority of people today that get Bitcoin kind of see in some way like this is one of those big moments.
0: Yeah, they can connect the dots. I also think it's really interesting how the value of the euro is so low right now. And it almost like elevated the dollar. Right, all of these people all of a sudden were like, "Ooh, the dollar's on top" and all of this stuff. But the dollar is not on top right now. It's just in comparison to these like weak economic, not even powerhouses that pretend to be powerhouses because they have the backing of the United States. But at a certain point, everyone's gonna have to take a step back and say, like, is it worth letting one country or a handful of countries control our currency, or can we just move to something that's decentralized? And I think with everything that's been happening this year and this announcement, what Russia and China want to do, I think people's reactions or businesses reactions are going to be like, don't waste my time with this. I'm just going to use Bitcoin, especially if you're doing international trade, because who knows what type of delays are going to exist with this new currency it's not like it's going to have lightning speed unless it's a crypto and then if it's a crypto is it going to be as strong and protected as bitcoin or is it going to be like luna
1: it's going to be closer to luna because
0: (laughs) you have oligarchs running it
1: (laughs) i mean technically right it's closer to luna because there's an assumption that it's going to function 90% the way that the current chinese digital yuan works, right? Just scale that up to all the BRICS countries and call it a day. Now, that could pl- play out one of two ways. It could be China lets all those other countries use the digital yuan system or China goes to each one of those participating countries and spins up, you know, the digital ruble or, you know, in the digital whatever in the different countries. So now you just have like 5 or 7 countries all central banks talking to each other, it could be very fast. It will probably be faster yeah. than than um, Fedwire or you know the SWIFT system, right? Because that still takes days to mm-hmm. clear and reconcile. And that network, because it's built digital first, will almost certainly be faster.
0: But all that does is expose a bunch of more people to digital currency. And then boom, they're going to dabble into Bitcoin.
1: Maybe. And they're going to say,
0: oh my country isn't going to know how much money I have?
1: Well, that's the problem is that with a digital currency like this, they can block you from being able to buy anything, Mm -hmm. not just digital currency. They could just say, you know what? You can only buy $30 worth of carrots this month. Mm -hmm. That's what this digital currency will enable, right? And so they're going to, in theory, have more ability to manage their economy by being able to manage what you can spend your money on which is why the Bitcoiners and why there's so much pushback in the West about a a central bank digital coin for the same reason. And they're sitting here saying, well, we're not China and Russia. And we're like, yeah, because you don't have the ability to be China and Russia.
0: We don't have the discipline. But if we
1: exactly (laughs) right, it's like we don't have the discipline to have anyone have this ability. So let's not do that. Right. That doesn't mean that, okay, so I have my digital currency And I buy something from, you know, Chinese Amazon, like an Xbox, right? And then I turn around and sell that Xbox to someone for Bitcoin, Mm -hmm. right? Like, they can't stop it. Yeah, they can. But you will not have any exchanges in those countries, that's for sure. Mm. Because they can stop that. Yeah. So that's the trick. Like, once you have your money in Bitcoin, no one can stop you. But they can get you at those on-ramps. They can block you from all the different ways of getting onto the Bitcoin network. But once you're on, they can't stop. But
0: me. like, how do you think that the United States is going to do business with China?
1: I, do, I think our days of doing business with China are coming to an end. Mm. And that's part of the reason why Russia and China feel confident in doing this, because it's not going to happen overnight. But a lot of American companies have just straight up pulled out of China. Yeah. And yeah, they're leaving behind the factories and stuff like that. But like, They're not going to be sending Western talent into China to run those things, to teach people how to run those things. Like, that's over. So if China has the capability to keep all that stuff going, great. But there's evidence to believe that they are not capable of doing that.
0: But still, in the instances where there's still business happening, they're going to be doing business through Bitcoin, probably.
1: Well, yeah, because... The governments of the United States and China, they don't explicitly do business with one another. Mm-hmm. It's the corporations mm-hmm. that are based out of those countries that do business with one another. And so, yeah, like Bitcoin is probably going to be the most effective way to transact that business to convert,
0: to convert the dollar into this new uh, reserve currency. Bitcoin is going to be the vehicle of that conversion.
1: Exactly. And that's why I think that a place like El Salvador is so well positioned for this new multipolar world, because before there was a multipolar world, they picked a side. Mm -hmm. And they're basically the only people that have picked a side before that multipolar world. Anybody who picks a side after today, after China and Russia make this announcement, you have to assume that they were influenced by the side that they picked to pick that side. So El Salvador has kind of got the only street cred on the block (laughs) at the moment to be like truly down for Bitcoin, down for Bitcoin. And everyone else is just going to be like, okay, well, I'm picking Team USA because our elites got paid off by Mm -hmm. USA or I'm picking China because our elites got paid off by them. And then everyone else who doesn't want to play that game, they at least have a third option now, which is Bitcoin. And so they'll still be able to do business with these two other spheres, but they won't like their citizens won't have to worry about their funds being frozen because you did business with someone over there when you shouldn't have.
0: Exciting times, babe.
1: It's very exciting. I don't think people realize how big this is.
0: So are you in agreement with me that this is going to accelerate Bitcoin adoption globally with governments, with private businesses, with people?
1: Yes, I think this will accelerate it, but I don't think that it's going to accelerate it with like large corporations yet. Mm. I think they're still on the fence, and I think they're still kind of watching to see if China and Russia are going to implode. Because if China and Russia implode and this scheme doesn't work out, they don't want to have said well, we're going with Bitcoin.
0: Right, because both of these countries right now are financially struggling.
1: I mean, they're financially struggling, but they're also kind of spiteful, right? So like, yeah, the Chinese do some messed up stuff, but like we do messed up stuff. Mm -hmm. We cost France like a couple billions of dollars by jacking a submarine deal of theirs Mm -hmm. just because they were trying to be friendly to Russia, right? So like...
0: Everyone's petty. Everyone's
1: petty, right? But I think for the, the people of the world that are all going to be struggling with the massive, the, the rampant inflation that's coming, right. everyone's going to be looking to hide from this inflation. And they're, whatever country you're in, your government is going to be printing money. So you can't hide anywhere except for in Bitcoin because no one can print it. People are going to buy gold. You know, the millennials that are, would have been gold bugs, they're going to buy Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. And then maybe a year or two into ridiculous inflation, everyone else will get it. Yeah. But I think we're just not into enough inflation yet for people to really realize, like, oh, I took like a 30% pay cut.
0: Yep. And oh, these countries want to create new money? Mm, I'm good. I'm going to keep flirting with Bitcoin. Bitcoin. <music> Okay, babe. Yeah. Am I a Bitcoiner? Because when you sent me that article, I was like, nice. This is good for Bitcoin. <laughs> not even thinking like, damn, the dollar's going to suffer.
1: <laughs> when you start seeing the world through a Bitcoin lens, news just hits different.
0: It does. It does. It helps me connect the dots and really see a couple years out and not think, oh my God, the world's ending.
1: Yeah. It's definitely a... New perspective on the same set of information.
0: Same problems.
1: That appear solvable now.
0: They do hope. Every week it gives me a little hope. Well, all right. Before we wrap up, we got to give out our weekly shout outs. First, we have to encourage our Fountain listeners to link their Twitter and or update your usernames from these default user XXC number 457 gibberish stuff. We love you, but we want to know your names. <laughs> uh, we have to give a shout out to uh, the boost that we got from the previous week. These are some of our uh, donations of 100 sats or more. Shout out to Cole McCormick 1, Power Productions, Endive. Saragas Crypto, Bless Allah, 786, Contra Paliant Dude, The Design Flaw, Sats Degan, Just Me, Maximo B, Holdel Hog, <laughs> <laughs> Sal, and Piotr 42. And if you're listening on a platform other than Fountain and want to support the show, go to flirtingwithbitcoin.com support and see all the other ways it's possible to support us. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you guys next week. Hey guys, thanks for listening. Did you know the Flirting with Bitcoin podcast runs on the value for value business model? So what does that mean? Instead of having to listen to us read the same batch of ads every episode, we're looking to you, our listeners and supporters, to support the show if and when we provide you with something of value. Value can be anything, some new piece of information, a new point of view, or even a good old-fashioned belly laugh. When we provide value, we ask that you contribute to the show what you believe the value is worth to you. Hence the term, value for value. To learn more about how to support the pod, visit flirtingwithbitcoin.com support. And don't forget to subscribe so we can always keep in touch. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next episode.